Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselcumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clear at 5 years. At one year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. If you're a parent or a future college student wondering how you'll ever pay for college, this show is for you. I'm so excited to be joined by a special guest, Alexandra Bono, the founder and CEO of Pelican. She goes by Allie, and as you'll hear in today's interview, she's on a mission to empower families to realize their dreams and secure a brighter future for their children's education. So if paying for college is on your mind, don't miss this episode. Hey, friends, welcome back to the Money Girl podcast. I appreciate you downloading the show. I'm Laura Adams, an award-winning author who's been bringing you personal finance tips every week on this show since 2008 with over 41 million downloads. As always, you can reach me using my contact page at lauradadams.com. That's also where you can learn more about my work, award-winning personal finance books, and money courses. You can also leave me a message or a money question or maybe a show topic suggestion by calling 302-364-0308. I wanted to speak with Allie about 529 college savings plans because that's what her business Pelican at pelicaninvests.com is all about. Pelican offers college savings resources and allows you to create an education fund that you can share with family and friends, which is just brilliant. So that means they can also contribute to your child's future, either regularly or just for special occasions like a birthday or the holidays. Allie wants to break down barriers to quality education. And speaking of education, she earned an MBA from Columbia Business School with loads of distinctions. Allie's also been recognized as an inspiring fintech founder by New York Fintech Women and the New York Stock Exchange. In our interview, we talk about tips for families to afford education as costs continue rising. What Pelican's research found can increase a child's likelihood of going to college by five times. 
How a 529 college savings plan stacks up against other things like a UTMA, UGMA, and a Roth IRA. Whether you need multiple 529s if you've got more than one potential student in your family. What happens to those funds if a beneficiary doesn't go to college? Some new rules that are in the SECURE Act that actually reduce restrictions for 529s. And how you can enter a giveaway for a chance to win $1,000 for your child's education account and much more. So please enjoy my conversation with Ali Bono. Allie, I am so excited to have you on the Money Girl podcast. Thank you for joining me. It's so great to be here with you today. Thank you for having me. I love talking to founders about their companies, their stories, especially female founders. So I would love to know how you got started in business. What made you want to create Pelican? And how did you start that business? You're so young and you've already had so much success. So I'm just so curious about where you started. Absolutely. I'd love to share my story with you here today. Um, I always think back to it, a time that I was actually a student myself in college. And at that time, I had the opportunity to have a first internship at the U.S. Department of Treasury. And so, as you can imagine, you know, one of your first roles, you're walking past the White House each day. But really, this idea of this dream role took a sharp turn when the financial crisis hit, literally in the middle of my internship. Uh, So this was really an opportunity that I was on the ground floor of the post-financial crisis era, which left a significant impact on me. And from that point on, I really dedicated my career to help building leading institutions, build their consumer fintech products, and helping individuals with their personal finances. But when I was a student again at Columbia Business School, I had the opportunity to become a new aunt. And as a new aunt, I knew the importance of education and wanted to start contributing to my niece's college fund. But despite having spent a decade building fintech products and and aiding in personal finance and wealth management, I quickly realized how difficult it can be to choose the right plan and and even more the daunting idea of beginning to save and invest for a child, especially when we're thinking about the rising cost of tuition. So I really became captivated with this idea of empowering families to save for their kids' education, and this really led to the vision of Pelican. Pelicans, as birds, live in large communities where they look after one another like family members. So we built Pelican to be a trusted partner in education savings and to simplify the process of saving for education, making it accessible to everyone. So thank you for having me here today and being part of our story. Yeah, so I love that founding story and that you have such a mission to help families afford school. It is getting so, so expensive. And we keep seeing the cost of education rising year after year. It's not getting any cheaper. And I do find that families really are struggling. They're really trying to balance saving for kids, but also saving for themselves. They know they need to save for their own retirement, but yet they also want to save for their kids. And so there's this balance that families really need to strike. And so 
I do get questions from a lot of listeners that say, how in the world, you know, am I ever going to afford to be able to do both? And I think that the trick really is starting early and finding ways to make that those saving habits habitual, just, you know, month after month, what can you put in, even if it's a little amount, that really is very powerful. So I would love to know if you have seen any sort of secrets, if there's any way that you've seen in your experience that maybe would increase the ability for a child to go to college or for parents to be able to afford college, you know, what's working for families? Absolutely. And this is a question that I hear all the time as well. And the idea of saving for cost of college can feel like climbing a mountain. In particular, as you mentioned, there might be so many other expenses that are more immediate. So this thought is really daunting. Um, But the challenge that we have is that because it's so daunting, there is a, a sense that this prevents action. So because individuals might think of that ultimate price tag, they actually have trouble beginning the process. And as you mentioned, starting early is the best thing to do. But really, when you start even small, when a child has a college savings account with just $500, it means that that child is five times more likely to go to college and graduate college than if they had no savings at all. So even when you think about that in the context of college savings, that is a huge win. But there's really three steps into to why that is so important. And it's really because you have a goal. You have a belief that your child will go to college or, or have a plan that they'll pursue higher education. You have a plan to get there. And as you mentioned, this includes making a number of, you know, uh, seeing how this can impact your whole savings and investing goals and really having someone who believes in you. So really step one is to set that goal, to be clear and realistic about what they are and why you're saving and, and consider things like what will the fund be used for? What are your broader savings goal? And a lot of times you won't be able to answer these questions and you might not know a lot of questions. That's part of life. But setting these goals really gives you a target to begin working toward. And then next, step two is have a plan. So you have your goal in mind. It's it's time to create that plan. So what are some realistic steps that you can take potentially within your strategy and within your life as well? Um, But this is really an interesting place where I feel that a lot of families get stuck as well, because remember that it's not just you who is the only one saving for your child. Um, Think about it as building a community of support. You can leverage government grants, other government programs, scholarship, support of family, friends, and even your employers to create this strong foundational support. Even engage them in a way to share your goals. And you might find that many other people are willing to contribute, especially for meaningful gifts like birthdays, holidays, special occasions. By researching a lot of these grants and and other programs as well, you can provide some financial assistance as well, including from employers that offer many offer educational assistance and scholarship opportunities and even employer-sponsored tax advantage. 
And really the last thing is to be accountable. So staying on track of your goals and, and keeping this updated regularly. Uh, we're all human and, and life can have curveballs, but just remember that you're not alone in this process and, and to, to constantly revisit that plan. Yeah, that's a great action plan that you laid out. And I love the fact that you said there are other ways to get money. It's not all 100% parents. You really can find other sources of money for college. And, you know, maybe if your goal as a parent is to pay one third of a child's college, maybe they can get scholarships or grants for one third. And then maybe they work while they're in college to pay the final third. You know, there could be a, a different arrangement for different kids, just depending on the the family's need and, and what the parents are able to contribute. So yeah, I think, you know, parents don't have to feel stressed about 100% of that cost. Um, there are a lot of other options. So Allie, tell me how Pelican bridges this gap. How does Pelican work with education savings accounts? Kind of explain to me, you know, what your business model is and what people can expect when they go to your site, pelicaninvest.com. Really one of the number one things that we found is there is a lot of ambiguity in where to begin saving and investing. So we help families through this process to understand their options when it comes to saving and investing. And this could be thinking about a 529 plan that makes the most sense for them, other types of investment options. And we also enable these individuals to begin building this community of support by having features that these um, parents or guardians can can set up to ask for support for birthdays, holidays, and more in a really fun and accessible way to make it part of their journey. We have found that even this process of setting up the account and having those conversations enables exactly what we talked about, these, these parents to feel less, less like they need to reach that larger goal, but they're setting more shorter term, tangible milestones and feeling really gratified about them. Okay, great. So when visitors are there, they're going to be able to open an account that allows them to invite other people like family, friends to contribute to a 529 college savings plan. Um, and they can also get more resources about saving for college in general. Is that what I'm understanding? That's exactly right. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselcumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clear at 5 years. At one year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available.
This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk a little bit about the 529 college savings plan. There are a lot of choices people have when it comes to using different accounts to save for kids' college. And I want to make sure that we talk a little bit about what a 529 actually is, kind of how it stacks up against other options, um, because this is a question I hear a good bit too. It's kind of like, well, should I open a UTMA or UGMA account? And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I did a, a podcast recently about these accounts. If you want to dig into those, um, basically, those are custodial accounts and some parents think that that's the way that they want to save for their kids' college. I really encourage parents to look at 529 college saving plans um, because they do have some nice benefits. Um, they're also Roth IRAs, but these are all those are really only for kids who are old enough to be earning an income. So to qualify for a Roth IRA, you do have to be earning an income, and so that that can really, you know, only qualify kids who are, let's say, teenagers, maybe they're working a summer job or um, some kind of part-time job after school that may qualify them for a Roth IRA, but that's not going to work for your young kids, you know, your infants, your toddlers, um, those kids in elementary school. So, you know, I'm curious why maybe you are a fan of 529s, why you wanted to really go all in on the 529 college savings plan. Yeah. So I think when it comes to saving for education, as you mentioned, 529 plans were created specifically to help with the rising cost of education. And there are three really important things to note that are particular to these plans. And there are taxes, use of funds, and financial aid. So when it comes to offering unique tax advantage, Contributions are made with after-tax dollars, but your investment grows tax-free and withdrawals when used on qualified education expenses are also tax-free at the federal level. And some states even offer additional incentives such as deductions or credits to encourage these residents to save with their plan. But it's important to note that the use of funds can only be used on a variety of qualified education expenses. Um, these can include other things, not just tuition, like books, room and board, K through 12. But if withdrawals are used on non-qualified education expenses, there may incur taxes and penalties. So that's very important to note when considering use of other plans. 
But one that's often overlooked and is really important is financial aid eligibility. For example, 529 plans are considered a parental asset and, and factored into the expected family contribution when it's determined how much aid that family will receive. But only a portion of this balance at, um, under 6% is counted per year, where other types of accounts like UTMA can be upwards of 20%. So this does have a pretty considerable impact on the financial aid um, that the other types of accounts don't offer. Yeah. So I just want to reiterate what you said, because I think a lot of people are very surprised when they find out that a custodial account gives them a disadvantage when it comes to their child qualifying for financial aid. And that's because the custodial account is technically the child's account. And that's the opposite of a 529. A 529 is a parental asset, as you mentioned. It's still owned by the parent, even though the child is the beneficiary, the potential student is the beneficiary. The the parent always has control of those funds. They never lose control of those funds. And so that's why they don't count as much toward the child's financial aid qualification. Um, so that's a really you know important distinction that I think people need to think about when they're choosing the right account. And that's why I am a big fan of 529s. I do think, yes, the, the downside is that if you oversave taking money out that is not used for education does get a, a 10% penalty. But I think if you're really smart, you know, and you estimate very well um, how much you're you're going to need, you you should be okay. You can also transfer those funds to another beneficiary. Maybe you have another child that's going to go to college or even, you know, a, a niece or a nephew or a cousin, somebody in the family that's going to go to college. Those funds can be transferred to another beneficiary. So all of those features, I think, really make the 529, you know, quite superior when it comes to saving for college. The only you know, the only downside I would say, if you have a child that you're really not sure if they're going to college, you know, you want ultimate flexibility, well, then maybe the UTMA or UGMA account makes sense. But, you know, I think the parent, if they're beginning to save, they're going to assume, you know, that the child is going to use those funds for education. Plus, Allie, another thing that I think a lot of people don't know is that, as you mentioned, the funds can be used for elementary, secondary school. Um, you know, that is something that really is quite costly for many families if they choose to send kids to, to private school. So you can also use the funds for that lower um, education, you know, before kids go to university or go to a community college or voc vocational school. So all of that really, I think, adds up to make the 529 really, really powerful. And I did want to ask you, do you recommend that parents have multiple 529s? Let's say they have two kids and they plan on both of them going to college. Do you recommend they have separate 529 plans? This is a really great question. And then when I think it when it comes to having a single beneficiary, it can potentially open up important conversations about savings goals, investment strategies, and expectations. Um, I love this idea of the 
fund actually allowing for conversations and being the catalyst to talk about pursuing higher education and to potentially even incentivize these children to maintain good grades, participate in extracurricular activities, think about their finances in their own ways. But on the other hand, having a single 529 plan, if you have multiple children or multiple beneficiaries, can reduce some of these administrative tasks. However, it's always important to think about the record keeping and how you would allocate in this topic. But as you mentioned, the 529 plans do offer a lot of flexibility to change the beneficiary to other eligible family members even if those other family members are siblings, you know, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles. So you can really extend beyond that. And so if you're um, ultimately, it's really what works best for the family and, and their children's needs. But I love this idea of using the plan as an impetus to have these clear conversations and set goals that align with the family's journey. Yeah, that's fantastic. So really setting some expectations and saying, hey, you know, if you keep your grades up, grandma and grandpa are going to contribute, you know, X amount of dollars for your birthday or the holidays, something like that. That is a great way to really bring everybody into that conversation. And so how how easy is it with Pelican to get other people to make those contributions to a 529 plan, how does somebody set that up? Yeah, so the process on Pelican is that a parent or um, family member would go and set up an account with Pelican. Um, They would have their 529 plan linked to our site and create a page on behalf of their child or their loved one. Um, This is something that we found is a really nice personal touch where you can include information, a photo about the child, um, include their birthday, a savings goal if you would like, and then share that with family and friends. So you can share that with them in a variety of different ways, sending the link to them directly, send them an email, text message, etc., And then that family member um, has the ability to view their page and literally send a gift with a few simple clicks um, and check out with everything from Apple Pay, Google Pay, ACH, and debit and credit cards. And it goes directly to their 529 account. Um, So we've really made this process super seamless and easy. And in the future, we're creating additional plans as well. So families can have recurring plans for birthdays, holidays, set up contributions for back to school and more. That's amazing. I love that. Just kind of incorporating that savings into what's going on in the child's life and getting the family involved. I think that really does increase the likelihood that people will opt to do that, you know, make a contribution as a gift instead of maybe buying the child something that they don't really need, you know, getting started early with these contributions. As you mentioned, even just having $500 in the account, you said it increases the likelihood of a child going to college by five times. I mean, that that's absolutely incredible. So, yeah, I think little little bits, little things can really add up to to massive savings, especially if you start when a child is quite young. But let's say, Allie, that you know you put money in a five twenty nine, and for whatever reason, the child decides not to go to college. You know, let's talk about some of the things that 
maybe parents can do with that money. There are some new rules that have been put into place that won't start until next year, but I just wanted to chat a little bit about those since they will be an option for families next year, and it's called a, a just a Roth IRA rollover, and we talked a little bit about Roth IRAs earlier, but basically, if parents have unused funds in their account and they realize, okay, the kid's not going to college and, you know, I don't have other children to move this money to or other family members, you can actually roll over funds into a Roth IRA up to $35,000. That is a lifetime limit um, and it is per beneficiary. So that is something that is an option, but there are a lot of rules and regulations that come with that. For instance, you can only put up to the annual contribution limit which right now for 2023 is $6,500 for IRA owners who are um, under age 50. So, you know, that means that you may have to do that a little bit at a time. That limit may increase down the road, but you also have to have that 529 in place for 15 years before you can do this rollover. And you can't roll over any contributions you made in the past five years. So these are the kind of restrictions that I'm talking about. And it really does mean that if you open up the 529 sooner, you're going to be better off than if you wait, because you do have to have that account open for 15 years. So, you know, it could make sense to go ahead and get a get a head start on that. If you have a child that you're thinking about doing some saving, at least you'd know that this Roth rollover would be an option if they decide not to go to school. So I just wanted to throw that out. And Allie, if you have any other ideas about what parents can do with money, I'd love to know it. I'm really excited about this rollover as well, because it really shows some action to really improve the 529 college savings market on the federal level. So it's it's a step toward that. But I think first and foremost, when you're thinking about you have funds in an account and, and your child might not decide to pursue college, um, you know, first and foremost, let's remember that these funds can also be used for vocational trade schools, apprenticeships, and more. So a lot of other training is definitely available there. Um, and so, as we mentioned earlier as well, it can be easy to change the beneficiary. So you can decide to transfer these funds to another individual, even yourself. Um, there's no age limit on the 529 plan. So there is no harm to keep it if you feel like maybe later on in life, it might be something there. As we mentioned the world of caution is if you do decide to withdraw the funds for these non-qualified education expenses, there is that penalty. So it's really important to be aware of this and, and to think about this when you're thinking of um, your financial journey. Yeah, great advice. So Allie, if somebody is ready, they're thinking, okay, I've just been procrastinating this and I'm ready to get started saving for a child's education. You know, you walked us through some steps, but where do you, what's the first thing somebody should do? Where should they begin? Yeah. So really this is the significant step to starting their future. And, and again, we kind of talked about the considerations in mind. So 
always said the goal is where I start with. So map out what you're thinking about, your children, how much you want to save, how much you want to save toward that goal, and to set this target right regularly. Um, I really, as we mentioned, you know, I think that 529 plans can be great options as they offer these individuals. So a lot of times this could be aligning with your state plan, especially if you plan to reside in the same state for a number of years or your child's um, education, because some of these plans also have great prepaid tuition incentives as well. So I would encourage you to do that. And then next to really begin building this trusted circle of resources. And as we mentioned, different regulations can change is we mentioned about the rollover uh, with the IRA. So be, be updated with different types of news or progress about your journey. Um, and really the main thing is like transparency is key. Thinking about this, you know, you're not alone in the process. If a family member also might have an account for your child, grandchild, etc., really to be transparent about that is super incredibly important um, because I think the number one thing is about having that community of support and, and making progress toward those goals. Yeah, absolutely. So should someone open up a 529 before they come to pelicaninvest.com or should they come to Pelican first to look at different resources for choosing their 529? So there are so many different options when it comes to choosing a 529 and Pelican is here to make that journey easy, smoother. Um, so we really specialize in helping families streamline this process. So where it might take an individual hours to do research online, we can literally help you find a plan in less than 30 seconds and make it super quick and easy for you to sign up. Um, so as many new parents and parents are, time is of the essence. So we can build that all for you on our site. We today, um, to give our active listeners a boost, are surprising five accounts with $1,000 beginning in October. So whether you're a parent saving on behalf of a child or a friend and family member who wants to contribute to a fund, if you make a Pelican account before October 1st, you'll be eligible. Visit pelicaninvest.com slash moneygirl. But don't worry, if you're listening to this podcast after October 2023, we have a lot of exciting opportunities time and time again and are here to support you on that journey of education savings from day one. Is there anything else you'd like listeners to know before we wrap up? Most importantly, starting the savings journey is something that is truly special. It's really about giving the gift of opportunity to that child, which is so priceless. And really remembering that you are not alone in this journey. There are tools and resources here to help you every step of the way. And just remember through the process that you got this and you are choosing to set your child up for future success. And that is an incredibly powerful gift. Allie, thank you so much. I really appreciate all of your advice and the incredible platform that you've created and especially the promotion. That's um, a pretty great way to kind of kickstart your education savings. So I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much.
A big thanks to Allie. And don't forget about her generous promotion, giving five new Pelican account members the chance to win $1,000 for your college savings fund. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with editing by Adam Cecil. Our advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. And our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselcumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clearer at 5 years. At one year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Tremphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Tremphia.